piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Welcome and happy Monday, moviegoers, movie fans, and movie listeners. We are the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Zach, and I'm here with my good friend, comrade, and some might say even brother, Ed. How's it going? Uh, not too shabby, man. Not too shabby at all. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> man. I got to say, I was wrong over the weekend. I, I, I was wrong. Hey, listen, we're going to get into it, but there for a little bit, I thought it was going to go your way. So you can't you can't count that boy out. Mahomes is a freaking beast. Exactly. Even himself. Even when I thought he was out with that ankle sprain. Uh, Well, re-spraining it from like a little over two around two weeks ago. Weeks ago. Yeah, man. Um, We'll get into that. Um, How was your weekend, man? Everything good? Everything going okay? Uh, it was a stay-in weekend. We cleaned up, did laundry, watched Super Bowl, um, finished the office uh, mm. last week for that, I think, Thursday. And now I have actually convinced her to watch South Park. Oh, however, God. however, I have watched the first two episodes of The Last of Us. Nice. We'll, we'll get into it here in a little bit. Um, Yours? My weekend, my weekend was pretty good. Um Kind of did some late birthday stuff. Kind of went and looked yeah. around and did some, you know, went out to eat and stuff. Um, but other than that, like you, man, kind of stayed in, did some chores around the house, watched the Super Bowl. Um, kind of a laid back weekend, as you would say. So, so one second, I know I'm going back to the Super Bowl, but <laughs> did the Tubi get you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn rabbits! No, 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 no. The third one. Which one the was one the where one? it messed up the uh was messing with the uh remote? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, oh damn. It's like what's wrong with everybody? They trolled everybody, man. It's... I swear. If they go down for one thing and one thing only, it's not gonna be the rabbits. It's gonna be that damn remote commercial. Yep. Exactly. The rabbits were strange, especially they the strange. Sparta career the Sparta one. Yeah. Like, gosh. I guess I think that was a mallet for rabbits taking over the world, basically. I guess, you know, I guess Easter's right around the corner, so I guess so. I think this was the rabbit hole you can get launched into when you go watching all these shows and binging. You You start with one, and then you see something else. It's like, oh, damn, they have that? Oh, let's go. You know? Well, there you go. That would have been a good, honestly... Um, that would have been a really good Netflix commercial if they had done something like that. And, and see, get... that's what I was like, who is this? I'm like, I know it's a streaming platform, mm-hmm. but I don't know who it is. And then Tubi. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And I've been on Tubi before. It's just, it's more free. And there's a lot of actually free stuff on there, to be honest. So, but yeah, I'm surprised they didn't use it for HBO Max or Netflix or Hulu, something. one of the bigger ones. So, but um Let's do recent watches. Let's go ahead and talk about the Super Bowl overall. I mean, Chiefs won. I'm happy about that. It was it was a really, like you said, like I said at the beginning, it was a really tight knit game. I mean, Jalen there for a little bit had control of the board, and yeah. 
I I can't fault him for anything. I think he did a marvelous job, even, oh, yeah. even if they lost. And you had two of the best teams in the league. So, dude, um, Jalen Hurts literally made history. Uh, well, I mean, for that matter, uh, what was it? Both quarterbacks made history. This is the first Super Bowl that two starting African American quarterbacks played against right. each other. Mm-hmm. So that was history already in itself. But not only that, but Jalen Hurts made history in his scoring ability. Three rushing touchdowns. Three. The only other player to do that in NFL Super Bowl history is Terrell Davis from the Broncos back in mm-hmm. uh, you know Super Bowl 32. Uh, not only that, but what he even more so made history about was three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. In the Super Bowl, first quarterback to do that ever. Ever. Yeah, it was a and good game. Still wasn't enough to beat the Chiefs, man. <laughs> uh, man. Still not enough. Like I, like I, like we said, man, Mahomes, when he when he's can't count directed, out. you can't when, he, when he's directed and he wants to get something done, he can get it done. I mean, him and Travis Kelsey and the entire yeah. I mean, that entire team feeds off of him. And I mean I will say even even the defensive side of Chiefs did really well Dude, going up against uh, the Eagles. God, I forget his name, but thirty-two was a monster all yeah. game long. <laughs> you know, scored almost scored twice on defense. Yeah. Like what? You know, but uh, God, dude. Yeah, it was a crazy game. Uh, Chiefs pulled off an excellent win, a very yeah. hard fought win. Uh, Philly. Man, they they lost by. I, I swear, if that fumble hadn't have happened, yeah, we'd be having a different conversation right now. But oh yeah, yeah. it's yesterday. It, the score it is, is what it final, is. And next year, and I mean, yeah, we'll see how the next season goes. Hey, Patrick, two for two, man, two for two. Well, no, he's two for he's a or two for two one, one right now. Yeah, two but I mean, one. like he's gotten two, and I think honestly. If there's any, and obviously I'm not really sports illiterate, yeah. but I'm going to do my best. Okay. I think if anyone has the chance of outdoing Brady's um, record, it's Mahomes. He's on Close pace for that. Because, I mean, especially if he goes, say, 16, 18 years like most quarterbacks. Well, 15 to 18 years like a lot of quarterbacks do. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I mean, this is two and four years. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, if he goes 16 years, I mean, that's eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, if he keeps this play up, you know, I, he's got at least three or four in the next five years. Yeah. I mean, that he's potentially going to be in. Overall, we'll I think, yeah, I said, like, like I said, the game, excellent game. I'm glad this was the final, I guess, the season finale, I guess you would say, for football yep. until later this year. The commercials were okay. The I think the biggest thing that shocked the whole damn world was that flash trailer. I think that that, that was that, amazing. That was a big shock. I think, and that wasn't even the trailer. That was the the teaser. teaser. Yeah, for that matter, the whole trailer I, think, I sent out in the group chat. Yeah, and I think I had a lot of people at work say that their social media was like slammed with Michael Keaton is back. Like it was just you know it's cool. I mean I think oh, no, I think yeah. this movie is really gonna change a lot of people's minds. I do too. Um, you know, 
with that, you know, there's only one other thing about the Super Bowl tradition that we haven't talked about, and that was the halftime show. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna and dancers, for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they looked like a bunch of marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was kind of curious. Like, <laughs> I was okay. kind of curious about the the costume design, but it, you know, it is what it is. You I know, didn't know. She was pregnant. Yeah, because I thought it was just just leftover baby weight, but no, she has another one coming. So and yeah, you know, she just had that one in May. So yeah. I mean, here we are, you know, not even a year later, and pop. Yep. You know, so we'll see. But um, yeah, it was good. Good Super Bowl. I'm glad. Um, keep it keeps us occupied for a little bit until I guess I guess the next thing is March Madness here in a little a couple weeks. So yep. Um. Yeah. Other than other than that, did you ha- watch anything else uh, over the weekend? The Office, uh, The Last of Us, and then South Park. Um, started on that. So, what do you uh, think about the what do you think about The Last of Us? I know you're two episodes in, but what do you the think? The Last so far? of Us. Um, it's got an interesting concept. I mean, it's it's pretty much Walking Dead meets what? I am Legend. Yeah, that's fair. Kind that's of, fair. Yeah. Um, or even maybe World War Z in a way. Yeah, yeah, especially um, how the the, <clears throat> the infected get by. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's creepy and freaky that the um, little parasite comes out of the mouth. That's mm-hmm. definitely freaky. Um, it's cool that they actually are a taking real... a page out of Stranger Things book and making it. Mm-hmm. To where it is a <clears throat> mono being that is in different, a bigger you thing. Know, you know, so you you touch one thing and it is senses everything. You know, yeah. Um, sucks that his daughter died so early on, but at the same time, you've got to you know you connect to. to the character somehow. So you got to get yeah. the drama. You got to get you got to get the drama going somehow, and that was that was definitely a. A good opening episode. So very good uh, scene uh, for you know acting was very good. Uh, Pedro Pascal is so far he's all, killing he's good, it. Man. My you know Johnny's wrong. He, let's just say Johnny's wrong. He's not on this episode. So. <laughs> I I think it's different tastes for different people for that matter. Um, right. So it and, is. Well, and it he is. got so he got so big with the Mandalorian, and you know maybe he just got you know. It's it's this burnout. You know how Chris Pratt was in Guardians and the Jurassic World, and just he was everywhere. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a okay, we get it. It, it like I said, it's different tastes, different people. Simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. Some people love it, some people don't. Hey, you know, watch the show for what it is, and try I and... <laughs> I gotta eat my own words, man, because I saw the trailer to Fast Fast X. I'm just like, oh damn. Like I it. The only thing that I'm just like is really intriguing to me is Jason Momoa as the bad guy. That's really the only thing I'm just like, Dude, okay, it's so, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so it's over the top. Easy. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, so you're telling me a challenger can take out two fully equipped armored trucks. Okay. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not even just that, but it's all right. We're, 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 we're going to race again. Uh, you know, like, yeah. bro, you haven't out. done you haven't done that the last like four movies. So. You know, I mean, don't be wrong. If this was a race car movie or a racing movie, and everybody's like, "Well, it's not. It's a spy movie. It's well, and that, action." Dude, I was talking about that at work today. It's just like 
the trajectory of this franchise going from thugs and criminals, kid, um, stealing VCRs, stealing and, VCRs and street racing, you know, and out of nowhere they're the Avengers of this universe, right? You know, and I'm just like they went from stealing VCRs, going under a low cut truck in a freaking Honda, you know, and having problems with dudes racing in a Honda 2000. Exactly. To freaking dudes in space. Like, just go back and listen to that episode. Just, 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 you can listen to me just be angry for like an hour and a half. Don't get me wrong. I love the cars. The cars are amazing to see. And some of it, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. It is. I'm not going to lie about that. But it is to a point to where it gets old. And now, of course, you know, John Cena, oh, what are we going to do, Dom? What are we gonna do? Don't, like, okay, chill, chill out, chill out with all this. Yeah, because literally every single bad guy is family, you know. And I mean, now it's just literal in the context of the characters, and I'm just I like, know. cool. Well, and Jason Momoa is gonna be swimming next year. Well, and the thing is, it's just like once again, this franchise is so out of ideas that they have to go back and retcon. So, so supposedly, it's connected to Fast Five. It, like I don't know, just I, I don't know. I swear, if we get a body double for the Dwayne Johnson, I I, I swear you're gonna man. walk out of the theater. <laughs> I, mm. but, you probably you know, won't be saying that, but yeah. Well, of course, you know they're gonna have to include Brian's character, or the character they've of bring, Brian. They've got to bring. They're gonna <sighs> CGI Paul Walker. They're gonna bring him back, especially since supposedly this is the last part one of two. So. Which, if it's not I mean, this one, it'll be the next one. You know, now it's over his kid again. I get it, but at the same time, it it, it there's got to be a point, and I know it's supposed to be one of the last two movies. I, I get that. But, but enough, enough, man. It's like Supernatural. It's like The Walking Dead. It's like, yeah. you know, Saul. Grey's Anatomy. Like, how For, long can this go on? there's got to be a point where you cut this off. And I mean, people might be mad at Stranger Things or might be mad with Game of Thrones, you know, but they knew when to call it quits. Game of Thrones had a horrible end or had a bad ending and left a bad taste in people's mouths just Mm -hmm. because they didn't know exactly. They knew where to go. Yeah. And what was it? They didn't execute it correctly. But it wasn't executed correctly because the author was not done. Yeah. You know, Stranger Things, I think, is going to do fantastic as an ending um, because I think they're going to bring Eddie back as a vampire and he's eventually going to overthrow Vecna. That's my Mm. guess. That is not necessarily knowing, reading into anything or anything else like that. It's just part of how D&D goes with Vecna's storyline, at least. So we'll see on that. If I'm right, cool. If I'm not, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. But that's where franchises and where series need to understand. Like, it's like with uh, something like, I don't know, South Park or The Simpsons. It's extremely hard to find that. And a lot of people are probably bored of both of those at times. So, yeah, I'll cut my rant off. (laughs) No, you're good, man. Um, I'll just go through my recent watches real quick. The last of, I haven't seen this newest episode, but still watching it. Um, just getting through a couple more 2022 films. Uh, spoiler alert with Jim Parsons. You can watch it on uh, Peacock. Uh, a Violent Night. 
with David Harbour, the Santa Claus John Wick yes. movie. It was fun. You know, it is what it is. If you don't, it, it reminds me a lot of Nobody with the Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. So yep. I think it's from the same creators, actually. Um, and then I watched two of the Best Picture nominees, Tar with Kate Blanchett yeah. and um, All Quiet on the Western Front, which I really okay. thought in the first like hour of that movie, I was like, wow, this is better than 1917. It's like so, so, so good. But it kind of it kind of loses its way. It kind of I'm not going to say rambles. It kind of loses its track a little bit. But overall, it's still it's a worthy Best Picture nominee. So in other words, it's like me. Yeah, it's yeah, perfectly <laughs> like that. You don't know where it's going to go and how is it going to how is it going to end. So um, speakers, polar bears, and headphones. Uh, yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you have any recent watches or if you want to recommend anything to us, please email us. By the way, Ed, why don't you tell people how people can uh, get in touch with the show or on social media? All right, man, this is way too easy. If you've been sleeping under a rock, bring, get with Patrick and get above that rock, okay? SpongeBob reference. Facebook.com forward slash The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Now that is the T-H-E-C-I-N-E-M-E-N Movie Podcast. Instagram is Instagram slash The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Again, the spelling. Twitter slash Cinnamon 405. Email at cinnamon921 at gmail.com. Go ahead and throw us a hook. Throw us anything that you'd like as far as movies and or entertainment purposes go. Uh, we take requests. We also go ahead and love to hear what you think of some of the films we are, you know, divulging in, such as that one right there, Ghost, which we're about to get into in just a moment. Uh, Donnie Darko, you want to leave us some stuff on that? You want to leave us your Super Bowl picks, what you're mad about? Cool. You want to go ahead and skip to the next film? What is that? Princess Bride next, right? Yeah. Or and no? Man and the Wasp. <clears throat> Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead two weeks, not just one. So there is that. Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then after that, Princess Bride, correct? Yep. Okay, yep. so yeah, reach us, send us a hey, send us a how you doing, send us what your favorite movie is, something like that. Go from there, man. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, guys, let's get into it. <clears throat> We're talking 1990s Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, Tony Goldwyn, Ricky Avelis, Vincent Chivali, Gail, Brit Gail Boggs, and Armelia McQueen. Directed by Jerry Suger, uh, released in 1990, currently has a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 IMDb, and it has a 77 Google user approval. So uh, this movie is actually older than any cast member on the Cinnamon Movie pod Podcast. Yeah, that's technically true. It really by is. almost three weeks. Yeah, yeah, because I think, <laughs> are you the oldest out of the group? No. Is it Johnny? Juanito is. Juanito. Yep. Uh, he is well, nine months older than I am. Old beat, you to the, beat you to the punch, man. Yeah. Let's get into it, man. Uh, Ghost. Uh, a lot of I've heard a lot about this movie, especially when it comes to rom coms. This is why we're doing or romantic film, especially since tomorrow's Valentine's Day. We decide to do kind of a romantic film. Um, can you hear me I mean, good? come on. How can you go wrong with Patrick Swayze? You got Demi Moore. You got Whoopi Goldberg. Like the list goes on. But those you are got the, the trio, bro. Ones. Three big ones right there. Um, I'll start with you, Ed. What was the first first time you saw this movie compared to now? First, or time do you remember I saw when you this, saw it? 
Not really, no. I know that I've seen it in like the early to mid 2000s. I know that. Mm-hmm. But as in, oh, I saw it 2002, June. I I, I couldn't tell you. Um, right. I've seen it at least five or six times in my lifetime. Uh, just uh, yesterday. That's a lot more than I thought, really. Well, so my mother-in-law likes this movie. Oh. Um, yeah. Would walk in on it a couple times here and there. Uh, I think the first time I saw it was with my dad on kind of a random like movie on TV kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> How about your first time, man? Uh, this is my first time, honestly. Oh, okay. I've never seen this movie. I got a lot of oohs and ahs and like what never <laughs> i told him i've never seen this movie and it's not that it's it's one that like it reminds me a lot of donnie darko and princess yeah. bride that it has such a huge fan base that it's like it's hard to go into this film without having expectations for it yeah and so i'll be honest the first 10 maybe 15 minutes of this movie i was just like oh no (laughs) it's like oh this is gonna be a rough watch but overall man i gotta say i was pleasantly surprised i thought it was a very it's a well-done movie it's very 90s which we'll get into in a little bit which is Um, funny because it's in the starting of the 90s yeah literally 1990 like middle of it (laughs) and it just I don't know. It just, it left a good, it had a good ending to me. Not so much the movie ending, but it's just like, okay, I kind of get why people like this type thing. So, and I mean, that that's kind of the thing with this movie is that you're going to have the ones that are diehards, of course, you know, yeah. um, everybody has their own taste in movies, music or entertainment, whatever. Right. <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, you've got huge Patrick Swayze fans. You've got huge Demi Moore fans. So, you're going to have people that just are all over this movie or over the moon about this movie just because of him or just because of her for that matter. Now yeah. it's a lot more towards him just because he, he's, he was such a big presence commodity. in Hollywood. Exactly. At that and so, exactly. I mean, he, I honestly did. I mean, I knew obviously I, he's passed away, but I didn't realize how, how long it's been. He died in 2009, which I'm like, that, that shocked me a little bit. Well, I mean, they're wrong to people like us. 2009 was three years ago. In, yeah. in all reality, it's literally 14 years ago. And I mean, you know, so I'm going on 13 years of being out of high school for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so saying with that, you know, like like we said last episode, the ending of it at least, you know, you, you, when, you, when you say Patrick Swayze, you get Roadhouse, you know, the tough, yep bar bouncer that comes in to correct a rowdy crowd that doesn't give a F about anybody's authority. Exactly. You you get the suave, dirty dancing man. That's not going to let you put baby in a corner. You know, you get those. And then I think this is in the top five of his, uh, most well-known movies, at least probably, Uh, probably this, uh, dirty dancing, probably dirty dancing is number one. Donnie Darko, um, I would I would say Donnie Darko is probably not even in the top five of hit of most well known movies that uh, he's uh, in for that matter. Okay, so he, here we go. It's Dirty Dancing, Ghost, Roadhouse, and probably Point Break. Those are probably the top five. Fair, yeah, I, I would say. But uh, or top four. 
and then Donnie Darko. Yeah, I, I put Donnie Darko in there. Not Fair so. It's really that. not even so much for him, but probably just like the the cultural uh, the, impact the, uh, of it, the cult following of the film. So okay, I can see that. Um, let's get into the film. I mean, this movie it really opens up with like a, a thriller supernatural vibe, especially with the yeah. score and kind of like a. I, I don't, it's not paranormal activity, obviously <laughs> that'd be a very no. different movie, but it's just like, you know, you know, something's up and you know that this is not going to end well in however form or fashion that might be. Well, with his death scene for that matter, you've got mm-hmm. him, you know, <clears throat> kind of wrestling with this guy that comes out of no, that it kind of comes out of nowhere from behind and demands yeah. his wallet and all that. And it's funny because a lot of this is over Demi Moore's character, Molly, getting slapped. Yeah. Or, or backhanded, yep. I'm sorry. You know, a man taken up for his woman. Yeah. you know, Which, it does happen in real life. So, I mean, it's, it's a feasible, you know, thing. Um, but, you know, you go into the scuffle, especially with the firearm, and <clears throat> the firearm gets discharged, and he's obviously shot, but you see, you don't see that yet. You hear the firearm get discharged, and he's running after him. That's all we yeah. know. And he comes back, and he's just—I mean, this was a, this was probably the cheesiest part of the whole thing because you could—it's it, kind of that thing of, you know, yeah. that surprise, but the overdone <laughs> surprise. It's yeah, like I said, it's very the acting of this is very very nineties, just like over not i don't want to say overacting but you're just putting too much like too much uh, dramatic effect into it that it yes, takes away away from, from it. it i will say like when he runs towards uh the the uh, uh the mugger as yeah. as and then he like it turns away and the camera kind of just like looks back on his viewpoint it really it kind of it took me for a shock of just like cuz i kind of thought like I said, this is the first time I've seen this. Part of me thought that maybe Demean Moore was shot, and it, oh, he, yeah. it was going to turn around and see, it was going to turn around and see Demean Moore lying bleeding out on on the pavement. Hmm. Okay, but obviously, um, I what do we think about uh, the chemistry between Patrick Swayze and Demean Moore? I thought it, I thought they sold it really well. I was about to say, I mean, don't wrong. He he did good with almost any you know, f- female lead for that matter that he was paired with. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- there's a ton of different instances, but at the same time, you know, Demi Moore, you've got to give her credit too. She, she knocks it out of the park herself. Um, Cause I, I, you know, you, you can have that suaveness that like he has, you can have that, the, the way with whether it's way with people, way with ladies, way with, you know, just whatever. But if that other person can't pull it off as well, then it doesn't. It's not going to work. You're stuck in the mud. Yeah. You know? um, so with her, I think it was a great, um, a great and, uh, role to for her to prize as well and be along with him in that. And I will say, even even Demean Moore. I mean, she had Ghost in 1990. Then she had a few Good Men a couple years later. Um, she was Esmeralda. Oh, yeah, she was Esmeralda in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yep. <laughs> Beavis, and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead to America. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Jane, um, Charlie's yeah. Angels, Full Throttle. So she's been, I- I'd say her 
I'd say G.I. Jane is probably her probably most her. known role. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's more for the shock value of Demi Moore shaved her head, yeah. <gasps> you know, yeah. kind of thing more than anything. She did wonderful in that movie as well. Like she definitely has chops uh, for sure. But it's more just that was part of that shock value of that, yeah. you know. Um, it's just, Charlie's it's like, it's almost like just, at the point, yeah. it's almost like the point where it's like we as a film going audience in today's world is like, that, oh, okay, they're doing that to either win an Oscar or do the part. But back then it's just like, no, that's not supposed to happen. Why, why would she do that? You know, kind of, it's a very, it's a very showy. I, I'm not going to say it's a very showy performance, but it's, you know, in today's world, it's much more acceptable than it was in the nineties. Well, I mean with, with, yeah, I mean a lot more ladies don't have much hair for that matter or choosing that style of haircut. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with someone like, Oh, You've got a ton of actors that go and do extreme things for their roles, whether it's their most defining role, whether it's not. You know, I mean, in this, she has shorter hair. Yeah. More of a bowl haircut, for that matter. A really good example, even though it's it's not really... I think it's maybe... The the character is psychologically traumatized, but uh, Natalie Portman, V for Vendetta, there's like a whole scene of her... She gets her hair shaved off, or yeah, uh, or even even uh, Millie Bobby Brown, for that matter. You know, yep, she's done it a couple times. Well, this once was a bald cap, and then the other right. was actual Real. shaving. Yeah, you know, or even someone like as extreme as Christian Bale, for that matter, going from you know 130 to 215 to 150 to two, three mm-hmm. like 265, and you know, just extreme weight change, uh, or even Matthew McConaughey. He does yeah. a lot of that stuff too, but you, you've got to think, you know, that some of these actors and actresses do not extreme, but, you know, very, 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 you know, brooding stuff to go ahead and get their roles correct or the roles that they want, or, you know, make the director understand, like, I am for this, I am for this project. Like, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's the, the craft of the actor, you know, yep. what, what, what do they take? What does it take in order for them to get into that part? Yep. And so, I mean, I think Demean Moore, I think she really plays the, um, I don't think she's widowed. She's not married in this movie, but the grieving spouse or the grieving, uh, loved one, I guess. Yeah. I thought she played that really well. Yeah, um, for sure. Carl, I called it, man. I didn't even need to finish watching this movie. <laughs> the dude was a dick. It was just like, yeah. it was so bluntly obvious that scene where they're talking, you know, money and uh, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. He's like, do you see how much money this is? And then it cuts to him. And it's just like, you could tell he's already sweating bullets. It's just like, oh, okay, so you're, you're going to be the villain in this by the end of this. So, you know, it. it's funny on how, whether it's not really necessarily a villain villain, but it's more just the ultimate jerk for that yeah. matter. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Sometimes this is very good thing, but then you got to shift over and switch to a different character with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought she did wonderful in this. I mean, she was excellent in this. I I'll be honest. When, it, when, I, <laughs> in when, part, I, when she was my favorite. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But going into this, I was just like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg's in this? Okay. 
She well, won the I mean, Oscar, man. And not to say not to say that in a negative way. It's just like I well, didn't. No. It was just okay. Like, why would you choose her? But she fits that role perfectly. She's funny. She can be dramatic. I was about to say, she's the comedic relief, and she does it well. Yes. You know, she does it correctly in this because this is around the time of Sister Act. This yep. is what around a couple years I mean, before she, Lion King, you know, you know, she does a lot of good stuff around in the 90s. A lot of good stuff. Um, and I think she was the perfect choice for the comedic uh, relief or comedic role for this movie, just because, yeah. you know, with, with uh, the bank scene, for that matter. <laughs> where she's going as Rita Miller and she starts signing her, you know, her name. And he's like, no, Rita Miller, sign Rita Miller. And she's like, oh, uh, I I signed the wrong name. And you can see the teller is just like, are you serious? The wrong yeah. name? I'd have been no, like, I was signed a my middle sequence. name instead. I'm sorry about that. Can I have another? Because this is more of an official document. I want to go ahead and, you know. <laughs> that, that was a great sequence. Them going to the bank. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Sam is just kind of like oh, literally over her shoulder telling her what to do. And in today's world, they probably would have just, you know, took her away and said, hey, what's really going on here? Or they would have caught on to it. But, you know, in movie land, you, you know, you I just was say, it. yeah, you go with it. You know, that's not even a nitpick at all. It's just, it's just it's both funny and you want them to get away with what they're doing. The four million dollars <laughs> is just a great it's a really good, good scene. It is. And I mean. You've got several different ones, such as that, such as the pottery scene, for that matter, which, when I was younger, was very <laughs> awkward, man. That, that was that, so awkward. You talked about the famous scene. I was just like, what are you talking about? What fa- <laughs> oh, you mean oh, you mean the softcore pottery porn thing? Yeah. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> You got you got to know that uh, pottery classes went up when that movie came out. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong, like... <sighs> I couldn't do it. I, well, I probably could do it after a while of being taught, but yeah. I, I couldn't do that. Like I, I, and I couldn't man. And it's, it's not even so... just like thinking of a sexual aspect of it or right. thinking of making it that way. It's more just, it's so bluntly obvious. act of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the fact that she's, you know, if you've ever done pottery, you know, you're trying to make a design out of clay and it's so, <laughs> it's so, um, genitalia like by a certain yeah. point of it you're just like okay we get it they're wanting to have sex can we you know just cut to them making out on the couch you know <laughs> we don't have to keep like focusing on this shot especially especially that the th- the machine is literally between her legs <laughs> it's yeah. just like all right like we get it you know and i mean like with the part where she starts making the large bowl or vase mm-hmm. or whatever and then she just crushes the side of it you know, that right there, I think, was a very, very good element to add just because yeah. that's the grieving process. You know, it's just like she remembers yeah. the times that they had with that, whether that was just the once or multiple occasions. Yeah. But, you know, or whether, you know, she was she would make stuff for him or whether she would make stuff for family or whatever like that. You and it's know, also. Of, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it's also the the remembering the the reminder of like you said they had good times with this but it's also i think he supported her with this hobby or whatever you want to call it it was just it's always like a a haunting memory of what they had together exactly 
And I mean, that that's the thing. Whenever you do something with somebody so much, it, it becomes kind of a thing that it's, it's, it's very hard to be- betray quotations, betray that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily that you're doing it wrong, that you're betraying it, but it's kind of like, you know, when you play a certain video game with these two guys, you know, it's almost hard to do that in another aspect with, you know, other people right? to where like this, it'd be, it wouldn't be awkward to go onto another podcast with somebody else. But at first it would be kind of like, this doesn't feel right because, you know, with you, I've known you for at least what, 10 years now, eight, nine years, somewhere in that area. 2014. Yeah. 10 years. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember if it was 2013 or 2014. Yeah. It was, we, I started just to give a little backstory. We we worked at the Warren theater here in Oklahoma in more Oklahoma. Um, I started the weekend, the weekend of uh, man of steel when it was released in theaters. So I started with a, a, um, that awkward moment was my first movie working there. Back then, wow. uh, yeah, I know, right? But you know, with Craig, I've known him since high school, and with Juan, we've we've literally known each other. Well, he's known me pretty much my entire life. I've known him most of his entire life. You know, like we've literally grown up together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you know, it, it's it's having that connection already with you guys you know and all that but at the same time going on another podcast like say what Juan does with the uh friday the 14th uh yeah podcast uh pretty cool stuff they're real good guys you know but i'm sure for the first couple of episodes it was like okay how do i fit in with these guys how do i get to know them a little bit better on mic on screen or whatever you want and, you know, what can I talk to them about that me and him will, or me and them will relate to each other. But, you know, it, it's the same thing with acting, except for acting there on a much bigger scale, for that matter. And it's, it's not necessarily we portray characters of ourselves, for that matter. You know, and it's in, you know, mine and I'm sure yours, ones and, Cra- <clears throat> and Craig's it's all a real perspective, whether we're angry, whether we're extremely excited, whether we're kind of bored with it or whatever it is, it's a real perspective from an actor's take. It's kind of, you know, gathering information about that character or knowing what you're doing and going from there. So going back to the movie, you know, with Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze, they had to have the chemistry as well. And Mm -hmm. I thought that they did. I thought that it was a very good, you know, chemistry, uh, like the medium scene for that matter. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I liked the, this movie, like I was surprised at how funny it was. Like, like when he, after he um, technically dies and they cart his body off into the hallway, he starts talking to another person. He's just like, Oh, what happened to you? Oh, you got shot. Sorry, bro. (laughs) It's like, you know, he starts talking to the other ghosts and it's just like, it's about the older man in the the older man. And then yep. even when he gets to the train and it's like the, the crazy um, yeah. hobo, hobo ghost living on the train. It's just kind of like, but he's Dude. the one, but th- that's the crazy thing. He's the one that kind of teaches him the, the ghost telekinesis, I guess you could say. And see, that's the thing that 
I think okay, so call me crazy, whatever. Okay, I don't, I don't care. I think about stuff like this all the time. I think about like the afterlife a lot, um, mm. personally. And I mean, I feel like this is kind of you know a, a washed version of it in a way, kind of a childlike uh, imagination. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time, like, would that be so bad? You know, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, kind of. I've got things I'd love to do. I, I, whether it's pulling pranks or going to see somebody, and you know, just letting them know whatever, or you know, whatever it be at that moment in time. Whether it's a, a month from now, whether it's sixty-five years from now, you know, right. either way. But at the same time, you you think about a movie like this, and it's kind of what brought this on you know was it the memory of a loved one was it just a concept idea that they you know were greenlit on and there you go or was it something you know deep shallow right don't really matter uh executed very well i thought this movie was done in a good fashion uh honestly i think and honestly i think that attributes to you know I'll, i'll go through it real quick um it was nominated for one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five Damn. Oscars. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress for Whoopi Goldberg, Best Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Score. It won for Screenplay and it won for Whoopi Goldberg's, in which she totally oh, deserved. Shit. I thought she was no, thought she yeah, was really yeah. good in this. No, she she did do very well. I thought this was definitely one of her better, not negative, not necessarily a serious role, right? But definitely there not are there are definitely from her comedy roles either ex- well yeah i would agree with that because it's Cause a it primarily mi- comedy role but there are dramatic aspects to it oh yeah and i mean i i feel like she pulled them off very well with the mix of her you know comedic timing and comedic ways uh as far as you know her character goes you know she yeah. she did very well uh, and dang okay i didn't know it was nominated for best picture that's kind of cool yeah that that, you know, that really surprised me a little bit um do you know what did it actually win uh yeah i can i can look it up real quick <laughs> i think it was dang that's kind of third uh oh dancing with dances with wolves won best picture that year uh, it was uh, dancing with wolves awakenings with um robin williams and robert de niro Ghost, The Godfather Part Three. Oh my God, Godfather Part Three and Goodfellas. Wow, that surprises me. Honestly, that really surprises me. Because I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, whatever about Ghost, but to be in those other big names like that, Dancing with Wolves, Godfather, Godfather Part Three, Godfather which Part I know is not three. like the most loved of the trilogy, but still. But I mean, and, and Goodfellas. I mean, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you say that, you know, it's not the most loved of the three that's basically like it's it's just like the third billionaire brother that didn't have a hundred billion dollars it had three billion dollars exactly you know still extremely successful but yeah that's that's entirely nuts right there but that's awesome i mean it's a film that i think let me see it grossed it it was only underrated it, it, it had a budget of only 20, 23 million dollars, and it grossed almost half a billion dollars at the box office. 500, 505 million. Maybe an underrated movie, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is 
I wouldn't go to I wouldn't go as far to say that this is like a cult following film, but I think it's definitely not with had a lot a more right. But I think it has a lot more not acceptability. That's not it's more approachable the Donnie Darko. Oh. So yeah, I think it's so. definitely not as it, it is dark in aspects, but it's definitely not as dark as Donnie Darko is. Right, uh, pun on names, but you know this one's more of the light side. And kind of reaping what you sow in a lot of ways exactly. compared to Donnie Darko's twisted psychological uh, aspects of kind of, like I said, this is kind of like Donnie Darko is almost like a bad acid trip. And this is almost like you broke, you had a bad a mushroom and you trip want, or something. I don't know. Well, I was going to say you just had a bad breakup and you want like. Not not so much closure, but you kind of want like yeah. a happy, good story, even though this is kind of depressing in some points. All right, I'll, I'll take that one. The um, I will you know, like I said, it, I'm not gonna say it has its pitfalls. That's not a right word. That's not a right phrase. But I'll say there are there are aspects of this movie that are definitely it you know the, vis the visuals. Yeah, the visuals definitely kind of don't hold up, especially from you know thirty two plus years ago so i mean it's that that you know that's just part of the time um well we the get acting, better with it you know yeah overall age the, for that matter the demons that take willie and carl away are kind of yeah a little cheesy. laughable but kind of creepy in some ways because they're just basically shadows that take shadow that take monsters them. yeah which you know with that being said it's kind of like okay was he going to hell or was he going to purgatory or you know what I mean? Like oh, I just took it because he goes to heaven goes to, because Sam goes to heaven at the end of the movie. Yeah. I think you're just going to hell. I think that's just like what translation my head. Exactly. <laughs> um I will say, I think, you know, let's just go ahead and get into it. I think I think both of us like this movie. It's not one that, you know, if we had to name the top five our top five favorite romantic films, I don't think this would make the cake, but you know. No. But uh, you know it might be in top ten. Probably. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I would put maybe top 10, maybe even top 15. Yeah, um, possible. It could the favorite scene, well. is there one that kind of sticks out? It's just like, yeah, this is what kind of makes this movie. I will grab two. Um, the banking scene, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. and then the end scene, for that matter, when he does go into the light. Um, that's yeah. a heart-wrenching scene right there, man. Uh, cause you know, you get, you get them saying bye and all that and you get it with Molly, but then he stands up and walks over to Whoopi Goldberg, you know, uh, or, uh, Orta, right. Um, Oda May, Oda May. Oda. Yeah. You, you, you get Oda as well in there and you know, he, he, that's where the chemistry with him and Whoopi Goldberg comes out, uh, right. very, very hard. Um, because he didn't really have to say anything, but hey, I appreciate you with you know uh, helping me to get back to her and to talk to her. Right. Instead, you know, she goes on this entire adventure with this guy that she pretty much has no idea who this dude is, but they end up kind of being coming really good friends in this. Well, and it's like it's always it's always playing it's making fun of the psychic role of just like I don't think she yeah. really believes in what she's doing, but when she. <laughs> meets um patrick swayze for the first time it's just like oh so this is real i'm not 
I'm just kind of a hustler that kind of takes people's money, but you you are a real ghost I'm talking to. Like I am partially the real thing, but yeah. you know, this is a job that I have to try and make a living. And people, because yeah. don't get me wrong, you know, you look at psychic mediums today in the real world, you're like, okay, like, though, especially my favorite ones are the ones on shows, yeah. you know, say like Ghost Hunters or anything like that, you know, or Adventures or whatever. You know, they're set up, you know, that they've read tons about this you know person that they're supposed to be just, ignorant about and it's like okay it's just, look this man. is the bs of the matter it's just like okay just, just stop stop with the act and not to be a uh, forgive me but not to be a dick to any of them like i would want to go just to see how good they actually are and if it is actual <clears throat> if it's actually taking something you know what i mean yeah i don't know personally i just that would be the only reason I'd actually go is to kind of like, okay, is this for real or is this just BS? Exactly. Finally. But, you know, I'm, he goes, he gets the meter, and yeah. So I think those two scenes, the uh, seance and then the uh, banking scene. Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry, the end scene and the banking scene. Oh, going scene. to heaven, yeah. Uh, I got two, two. I got two scenes as well. When he's kind of figuring out that he can... Um, when they go back, when he goes back to the apartment after he's he's died, and Molly's kind of in this um, very um, depressed state, state, kind of chronic, catatonic <laughs> state, um, he walks past he walks past the cat, and it's just kind of like yeah, a, it, it yeah. plays on the whole thing of like cats can see ghosts or they kind of they kind of see stuff that's see not there to the uh, shadow realm or the veil, yeah. the veil, yeah. And then <laughs> um, the other scene, which I thought was kind of very it's weird but it's emotionally well done is that when he gets into whoopi goldberg's body and they kind of have that sam's touch scene but what you kind of realize is just it's just to mean more and whoopi goldberg just kind (laughs) of kind of sitting there uh just hugging and just touching hands and stuff but at the same point yeah it's well done on an emotional aspect which i appreciated because, I mean, you know, if you've got that one person, whether it's family, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child or a parent or whatever, that you've longed to feel the hug of or embrace the lover's touch or, you know, whatever it is, or even say goodbye, truthfully, not just, you know, kind of say a halfway like, oh, well, I didn't know. So it kind of never got to that point. Uh I can see it being, you know, having that opportunity would be a very, very emotional thing. I, I could see that, you know. Um, okay. I like it. I like it. So, man, what are we let's doing? Just, uh, let's kind of let's start yeah. going towards the, the end game. Uh, star rating. First time watch for me. I enjoyed it. It took a little bit, took 10, 15 minutes to kind of get into the groove of things of what's going on. Uh, but overall, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, it's kind of in that middle ground. It, it's better than it's fine. It, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It was a you good. You would watch it again, but you're I not going to go again. out of your yep. way. Exactly. So uh, seven out of yep. ten for me. What about you, Ed? I'm going to agree, man. Uh, full on seven out of ten. Uh, kind of like I just said, I'm not going to go out of my way, but I'm not necessarily going to be like, eh, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um, this is a nice movie that just. I don't know. 
probably some people have not given it much of a chance, but then the ones who do might give it too much of a chance yeah. in ways. It's in that it, weird middle ground yeah. of like people love it or people just can't stand it. And there's not really that middle in between of it's good. You know, if someone wanted to watch it or if you were with your girlfriend or your wife and she wanted to watch it, like, okay, you know, I'd watch it again. Because I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's one of those that isn't necessarily a negative movie, but it's not necessarily the over the top favorite either. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, both of us were kind of really, what was it? Uh, kind of take not taken aback but surprised that it was you know in best picture nominee with Quality. goodfellas yeah. godfather the part three dancing with, and wolves. Dances yeah. with wolves which yeah. took took home the award but yeah dang man and i crazy. like i knew it, this movie won an oscar but yeah i was like you man i had no idea this was i had no idea this was nominated for best picture i was like that's kind of that's kind of awesome i'm gonna I'll, i won't yeah. lie about it so and i mean i think that kind of raises it a little bit but at the same time, it doesn't take away from it at all either. Just because, oh, well, just because it was nominated, that makes it a good movie. No, not necessarily. No, no. It was nominated because it's a good movie. And it came out in the summertime, which is really surprising. Yeah. I thought this was, you know, this is this would have been a perfect put this out for Valentine's Day movie. So I, Yeah, I know. It, it came out in, you know, middle of Ju- July, for that matter. So That's um, funny. Speaking of which, um, let me do. We're just gonna just talk about this briefly because we just haven't had a chance to do it real quick. Uh, Oscar nominations came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I'll just do the best pictures just because you know we don't we're not gonna spend all night talking about. Well, do you want to do best picture and male and female? Yeah, we can do that. Um, So. We'll do actor and actress real quick. Um, best actor in a leading role, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Brandon Fraser, The Well, Paul Meskel for After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. Dude, I... I think you know, it's between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. I mean, yeah. Brendan I think Fraser... I know, I know you haven't seen The Well, but that performance is just, damn. Incredible. Well, I mean... I would say Brendan Fraser might get the emotional nod, yeah. but at the same time with, you know, Austin Butler, Elvis and Lisa Marie. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that I think that propels those two to go against each other personally, nothing against any of the others, but I think those two are my front runners and I personally am going to go with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I, I'm going to go think with Brendan Fraser too. However, Austin Butler knocked it out of the park and was phenomenal. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think I think the fact that Brendan Fraser's had this huge comeback and Austin yeah. Butler's still very young, I think he'll have another chance. I think he's proven oh, himself another few. Be, yeah, I think he can get another another a couple nom- couple more nominations, even a win under his belt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, leading actress in a role. Let me find an actor in a supporting. Actress in a leading role. Okay. Uh, nominees Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna DeArmas for Blonde, Andrea Risebro for To Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think it's going to come down to Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett because those those two have been winning everything so far. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. I think she was awesome. We weren't as big on that film like most people, but we she was awesome in it. But I think it's I think that's what makes her better for it, 
just mm-hmm. because it's a very strange film yeah. and you have to deal with that at the same time as dealing with the emotional value of it, dealing with the, the science fiction of it, you know, and all that. Cause I mean, hot dog fingers and <laughs> I like th- that still sticks right there. But at the same time, going forward with that entire movies, just oddball, concept. you know, yeah. concept exactly. And then pulling off the, emotional baggage of it yes that was that was the tough thing and that's the thing right there you know making it funny but emotionally just not necessarily exhausting but emotionally like out there i I think i think she deserves that nothing against the others of course as well but still and yeah i will say um like i said i watched tar over this last week and I'm sure you've had those moments where you're watching a film and just like, I don't understand the point of this. It was, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what Tar was for me. Kate Bloodshed is really good in it, but I think Michelle Yeoh, you know, that we go back and listen to our episode of Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think the heart of that movie is a family drama mixed in with everything about mm-hmm. the science fiction and the storytelling and the hot dog Odd fingers wolf. and everything. Um, but yeah, I think she deserves it. So, okay. and, um, Side note, Angela Bassett, she's going to win for Wakanda Forever, which I think is awesome. She'll be the first actress or actor to win for an acting in a Marvel role, which yeah. all of us saw Wakanda Forever, and yeah. she she was she was the emotional weight oh, yeah. of that film. So, oh, with Jerry. And then finally, um, best picture. Our best picture nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Oh, see. And I, in my personal opinion, I've seen most of these films. The only two I haven't seen is uh, Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. I think it's going to come down to <clears throat> The Fablemans. Because Spielberg, that that is truly Spielberg's life story on screen, and the Fablemans—I mean, not Fablemans—everything ever all at once because it's just so vastly different from everything that's came before. Yeah. But I think the dark horse of the show, Top Gun Maverick, because it basically saved theaters from closing after COVID. Yeah. I want to say Top Gun Maverick personally, just just to get it out there. Yeah. Um, Everything everywhere all at once, like you said, with the creativity, uniqueness, and just overall aspect of the movie. And I'm going to say Dark Horse for me would be Elvis. Um, I don't necessarily... Huh? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I I just personally, I I think that was a very, very, very good movie for entertainment value. You've got a very good actor, you know, in Mm -hmm. it. And overall, the story, I think, unfolded nicely. So I, you know, it's not a perfect movie by far, but I think it's got good enough for the entertainment value to maybe help it out. Plus, I mean, concept, uh, subject. So exactly. It's very, you know. um, if you don't know who Elvis is, I mean, everything, everyone knows who Elvis <laughs> is. So it's just kind I was of about like say, a... you should not be able to go to a continent on this planet. And not know I think aliens know who Elvis is. I, 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 I suppose, but supposedly they took him. So I mean, man, 
you know, so I mean, they definitely know who he is with that kind of, you know, thought. But, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We will see. Because when is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, going from there, the, the ceremony is March the 12th. We'll talk about the winners on March the 13th, which we'll be talking about Scream 6, which will so hit just we'll, under we'll a month. Back to theater. So, yeah, about a, less than a month. We'll we'll talk about the winners. Ed, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, next week, we go back to the theater. We are going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I think all three of us are all everyone's excited to see. We're very excited yeah. to see where we're going forward in the not only in the ant-man universe but the marvel as a whole the marvel cinematic universe and from what i understand man jonathan majors kills it early reviews of it oh, just, sure. i'm so i'm very excited to see where this is going character looks amazing um one of the biggest aspects that has me kind of fired up for it honestly um i'm gonna say this man i it's been fun kind of you know doing this i I can't wait for quantum uh, quantum mania for that matter. I can't wait to, uh, you know, you know, Craig's going to be on that oh, one yeah, is still kind of possible, if possibly he, not. Yeah. So either way, you know, we'll see him uh, hopefully at least. Uh, but yeah, man. So this is, this has been fun today. I think ghost is wrapped for that matter. I think we can let it pass on to its afterlife. Uh, at least here on the Cinema Movie Podcast, you, of course, can catch that anytime you want if you've got DVD or anything like that. But, man, uh, any any finishing words? No. Um, like I said, I'm, I don't know when you guys... I don't think I don't know when everyone's going to be... I think Craig's seeing it Thursday night. I'm seeing it Thursday night. Um, Mine will probably uh, be over the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Gotta It'll wait for the money. Yeah, I get you, man. Um... Yeah, that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Uh, wherever you, whether you, show, what whether you watch the show as we do it live tomorrow on, on your way to work, tomorrow on your way back from home, whatever it is. Or thank you so anywhere much. Anywhere in between. Exactly. Going to the grocery store, whatever you want to do. Um, that's gonna be it for us tonight, guys. Uh, next week, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. <laughs>